0: This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? Hello to all those who love to get far and grow and thrive in life. This episode is very special because it not only marks the end of season two of How Did I Get This Far, but also the one year anniversary of its launch. (laughs) Today I have a very special episode to commemorate the occasion with a special guest to cover all things growing up. With me is Paul Angoni, creator of the All Grown Up Community, which includes a podcast to help guide us through the What Now of adulthood. He is also the best-selling author of multiple books, which I'll let Paul talk about later since we are also going to cover how to get a book published later in the episode. Paul, I'm so happy we're joining forces today. Welcome to my podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much, man. It's an honor being here.
0: Yay! Okay, so I'd love for you to continue introducing yourself and the inspiration for All Grown Up.
1: Yeah, so I got inspired to write about all things kind of post-college, emerging adulthood, growing up. What is it? What does any of this mean? Basically, because I felt like such a failure in my 20s. I was just confused. And I felt like I'd climbed all those steps. Right. And I was going to fling open the doors and the Mm -hmm. rest of my life was going to be there. I think like most of us think like, you're just going to step right into changing the world, making a lot of money, getting married, getting your house. Like your, your life is waiting. there, just waiting for you Mm -hmm. to just wrap your arms around it. And instead I flung open those doors and I felt like I ended up back in the basement Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of like dark halls and locked doors and like one guy sitting under the lone light bulb, just like <laughs> laughing when he looked at my resume, like, what is this? Mm. Like, oh, your your GPA is so cute. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, just the realities of all this stuff. So that's when I was like, man, I got, uh, what's going on here? And, and, you know, I was depressed and anxious and talking to friends that were depressed and living back with their parents. And it's like, none of this is straightforward. Yeah. So for the last, gosh, 13 years, I've been doing this. I've been writing about this topic because it is such a passion uh, of mine that I've, I've really given my career to now.
0: Look, same here, I definitely have a passion for it. You've made it a career, I, this is still a hobby for me, but that is amazing that we have very similar goals, you have so much passion, that was a beautiful painted analogy, uh, so I'd love to just kind of introduce myself for um, those that are tuning in for Paul. I actually, I work as a casting producer as my full-time job, uh, mainly in reality TV, but I've always been very vocal and honest about my lack of self-help skills, the stuff we never learned and certainly never got taught to me. Uh, So I wanted to learn these basics with, you know, reliable experts in a fun and educational way, and so that's why I created this podcast. And I'm using, you know, my job skills, you know, recruiting, writing, and interviewing, Uh, and you know what? It got me to the one-year mark of the podcast, so... Here we
1: are, Paul. I'll try to. I I wish I had the cannon on my end. I could try to bring. I had maybe like a tambourine or something. I could go grab real quick. But uh, no, it deserves celebration. I mean, just just keeping anything alive on the internet for Mm. more than like six episodes or six (laughs) blogs or six videos or whatever is an accomplishment these days. And you've had such success, Amanda. So congratulations for this milestone. And I'm glad I get to celebrate it with you.
0: Oh, you're so nice happy you're here. <laughs> Just to recap some of what I did have on season two, uh, I did cover some fun topics like how to get on reality TV, gift giving, serious ones like the parts of US immigration that you know are constantly being questioned, self-defense, and then also you know the basics, taxes, house cleaning. Uh, but I want to learn a little bit from what you share on your podcast and your blogs and everything else that you have with your books. Uh, so what might be some of those best tips that you've shared
1: Oh man. Yeah. I, I'd i say you're, you know, you've got such tangible, like real world stuff. And, <laughs> and I'm usually like, I'm like in the clouds a little bit, like bigger picture, thinker, like bigger questions. Sure, you know, yeah. one of my, one of my books is literally called 101 questions you need <laughs> to ask in your twenties and your thirties. And, and that was one of them. the goal with that book is because I just felt like, man, we we've been given all the answers our whole life and we've been given the syllabus and this is how you succeed. And this is what you do. But really it comes down to asking ourselves the right questions and and even questions of, you know, just, we talk about, you know, you got to find your passion and your purpose or your career, your vocation and all that felt so overwhelming. It's like, how, well, how do you figure any of this out? It feels so ambiguous. And so the way I picture it is even for all of us, I, I picture it. My metaphor became finding your signature sauce. So like picturing each of us in the kitchen as chefs, and you're bringing these ingredients together, ingredients that you have at your disposal, like your mm-hmm. skill set and your strengths, but also your values. So, like, what's really important to you, your story, uh, your problems, mm-hmm. your your pain that you've gone through. I mean, that's a part of your signature sauce. Things that you've had to overcome, and you're bringing all of that together to create this flavor that's unique to you that no one else can bring to this world. But it takes time and it takes a lot of failed experiments and things are gonna go up in flames and they're gonna be like black burnt stuff on the bottom of the pot, you know, cause mm-hmm. we've all been there at times and that's part of the process. So I guess that's kind of the overarching theme of what I do is, hey, first of all, it is hard. I think it's harder than we thought it would be. It takes time. Success is not instant. It doesn't just happen. Even though a bunch of Instagram stars make it look like it just happens, it doesn't mm-hmm. just happen. Every Everything is hard work. But it takes time to find your signature sauce. But I think that is what success looks like as an adult, is that it's more about setting the table than it is about enjoying the feast. So how do we set the table well? How do we build the table before we can even set the table then to get the feast later on?
0: Okay, so this... You know what? This does come full circle because in my podcast, we covered things like decorating your home. So we got the table. We covered cooking in season one. So we, we started with the pot and what we're mixing in there. So I think we really did need to combine forces because I'll do the tangible right. stuff and you're you're going to paint the picture of it all. So. I'm going to
1: do the metaphors. It's all yes. a metaphor in my world. It's all a metaphor. How can this become a metaphor in a story? That's usually what I'm thinking about. I
0: really, I really like that, though. It's a, It sounds like it's a lot about like the mentality and mentally processing what it is to grow up. Yeah. Do you have any more insight into how to figure that out for yourself?
1: Well, again, it's going to take a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we know that we, we hear that. We hear that said a lot, like, oh, you got to fail, you know, but it, but it's failing without calling yourself a failure. It's, mm-hmm. it's realizing that the possibility for greatness and embarrassment, they both exist in the same space. So you can't do anything great if you're not equally willing to be embarrassed in the process. And if you feel lost while you're doing it, and a lot of people come to me, probably you too, Amanda, like, I feel lost. Like, what do I do? What's my next step? It's like, well, great. Like, that's the first step to exploring. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the job description of exploration is that you got to get lost. Uh, But how do you get lost on purpose with purpose and with some guides around you? Guides like Amanda, like myself, you know, people that will help show you the way as you're exploring. So, you know, it's just, it's not straightforward and we have to give ourselves the grace and the space to fail, to try, to explore, to struggle, to know that that's part of the process. You're not alone in that, but all along the way you're learning and you're growing because success is not about everything going as you planned, but it's Mm -hmm. about how you change, grow and adapt when things don't go as you planned. That's where the real growth and the real success happens. Mm -hmm. Not in these like one hit wonder moments of this incredible outcome that you don't even know how to do it again. And so everything crashes right back down. You know, that's not the point.
0: I completely agree. I think that is something I've also learned over time is that obviously success can be stamped as, you know, I accomplished this, I got this degree, I got this job, I got this promotion, but that, I mean, that's a very temporary feeling of success. And it's really that journey the moments where you realize that you're happy and that, you know, you're proud of who you are just as a person, as what you've done with yourself, what you do for others, how you make others feel. I think those really do define the long-term happiness.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because there's a lot of incredibly unhappy people that have gotten everything that they said would make Mm -hmm. them happy, you know? And so we have to take a look at that. You know, we look at Celebrities, stars, rock stars, Instagram influencers, social media influencers that are incredibly unhappy, even though they have all the things that they swore would make them happy. So it's not just about these outcome pieces. It is. It's. It's. Do you like who you are? Mm-hmm. Do you like who you're becoming? Do you like what you're doing? Are you bringing in those ingredients that are true to you? Bringing it back to that signature sauce, that flavor that you bring, and it is incredibly important because. There's a lot of, I mean, one hit wonders are one hit wonders for a reason because they've achieved some success, but they couldn't, they couldn't sustain it. It crushed them. And sometimes achieving too much success, too many outcomes, too fast could be the worst thing to happen to us. So if you're going through the grind right now, if you're going through the struggle, if the struggle is very real for you right now, maybe that's the best thing. And I know it's hard to say that in the moment I've been there, like I've worked a ton of crappy jobs. I've done the whole thing. You know, crappy jobs are kind of a 20-something rite of passage, right? I mean you you know what it's like, Amanda. I'm sure you've worked yeah. <laughs> some crappy jobs as you've worked your way up.
0: I've had I've yeah. it is a variety. Well, exactly. Variety and then
1: that's the thing too. You learn you 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 learn from each job, you learn from each experience. And so again, it's just I think many of us feel like it's gonna be more straightforward than it is when really it's like we're island hopping you know we're not climbing the corporate ladder as much anymore we are island hopping we're on this just journey and exploring one place after another and then getting back on the boat and going in the choppy waters again to find the next destination
0: i feel like that's been very hard especially for the millennial generation because our the generation before us that raised us they were very much like get this job keep going with it keep growing in that job and i mean i'm freelance so i certainly jump around i definitely don't have that linear path as much as i know I'm going up. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely like, oh, let me try this. Let me go this. And then I mentioned all those, you know, the different jobs I've had too. I'm like, I want to touch on that. I want to try that. My parents are very supportive. So they understood. They're like, you be happy. You do what you want to do. But I know that's very confusing to accept that mm-hmm. that can be a way of life. And and it's not something to be afraid of, but maybe to Yeah, least.
1: exactly. And and along the way, you're hopefully finding your, your have-tos. In my newest book, I, I have this book called 25 Lies, mm-hmm. 20-somethings you Need to Stop Believing. And I write about um, Toni Morrison, who's a famous author who wrote the books Beloved. And she, she was a high-powered editor at Random House. So she was, had a really well-paying job. Mm-hmm. She was raising two boys as a single parent. And then she was trying, trying to write books. And so she talks about this moment in her life where she's like, I can't keep doing all of this. So she made a list of all the things she has to get done every day. And then she started crossing things off and getting to the things that she has to do. And she ended up crossing everything off except really? write books and raise her kids. Wow. And so she quit her high-powered editor job mm-hmm. at Random House to take a jump. I mean, she was a successful author, but it was still a jump as a single parent, especially to write books. And so I think for each of us, we're, we're yeah. clarifying that. You know, That's where the clarity comes in of, okay, what do I have to do? What's a non-negotiable for me that I can't give up? I can't just let this one give, go away because I know it's going to kill something within me and it's a part of my future.
0: Definitely. Well, that's a great little snippet of the stuff you can share. So, for the how-to portion, we're going to cover how to get a book published. But I want you to share where we can get your books because I know there's a lot more of this. I wonder how many more analogies you have.
1: <laughs> uh, so, when you have four books, I mean, that's uh, there's a lot of analogies. I just I'm like this. <laughs> I have this machine in my brain recalling things I've written at some points in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've written wow, books so called awesome. 101 Secrets for your twenties. And uh and that just crossed the I, I just I mean, I don't like to flaunt numbers, but Do it we. was a milestone for me that it crossed a hundred thousand in sales. Yeah. So that was gotta get
0: that horn again. Yeah,
1: and get the horn going. It it made it into Target a few years ago and Sam's Club and all the <gasps> airport bookstores. So I would go to airports, you know, when I'm traveling because I speak as well. I'm a, I'm a keynote speaker as well. So I go into airport bookstores and see your book. So a lot of cool moments like that. Um, where again, I mean, and this is a part of my story is that I got, I got rejected by every publisher around for years. And that was mm-hmm. part of my story in my 20s of really struggling and having a bunch of people say like, you know what, you shouldn't be the person to do this. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And me feeling like, no, this is really important because I know how real this is because I'm going through it. And I know other people are going through it. So to see the success that's happened, it wasn't like, again, a light bulb moment. You know, it takes about 10 years to create an overnight success. You hear a lot of people say. And, and yeah. for me, that was kind of the case of a 10-year struggle before my first book got published, which was 101 Secrets to Your 20s. Since then, I've had 101 questions you need to ask in your 20s. My newest book is 25 Lies, 20-somethings you need to stop believing. So obviously, I really focus on this time of life. But yeah, you can find my books on Amazon. It's probably the easiest place. Barnes and Noble, sometimes Target, at my website, allgrownup.com, which is G R O A N for all those that are listening. G R O A N, like you're groaning and pain, the growing pains of it all. Really. It's ponderful. So, um, <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's where people can find my books. And and on All Grown Up, you can, find, you can get free chapters from all my books too. So if you want to just mm. read it without having to shell out the seven bucks for 101 Signature <laughs> 20s, you can do that at All Grown Up.
0: We love free stuff. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've had our moment to not brag, but to share that you have had a bestseller, let's hear how it is to get a book published.
1: Sure. Well, you know, a lot of people ask me that. I I had somebody ask me that yesterday on Instagram. You know, can you give me advice, advice for writing my book? And my typical advice is don't start by writing your book. Like that's the worst place to start. Mm,
0: that is an interesting first tip. <laughs> it,
1: it's, it's you know, start with what we're doing right now. Start with a podcast, start with a video series, start with a blog, start with creating content in some way that you will then turn into a book. But the, and, and that's what I learned the hard way. I started by trying to write a book and just thinking some publisher is going to take a chance on me because I'm going to write such a life-changing book that they'll see that and they'll have to publish me. So then I learned the hard way that no publisher really wants to do that because the publisher is looking at uh, mainly your platform and your audience size. They're looking at marketing and sales. And that's who's really making the decisions in the publishing world is marketing and sales. It's not necessarily the editors. The editors are going to make their recommendations about the books they love to a publishing team, but sales and marketing is going to go, okay, where's the proposal? What's their platform? What's their audience? I mean, that's kind of the, the harsh reality, it's a business. And so yeah. by starting with a podcast, a blog, whatever, is you're doing multiple things at once. One, you're building your audience, which is what a publisher's gonna want. And whether you self-publish too, like you need to have an audience to sell it to. So you don't just have your mom and your second cousin and your principal from kindergarten um, buying your book, but also you're market testing your ideas. Like you're putting your ideas out there to see what's resonating with people. What are you getting feedback on? What are people getting most excited about? What are you most excited to talk about? So you're killing multiple birds with this one stone of creating content, getting it out there, and then you can bring the best of the best into your book. So that's what happened to me. I I finally, I wrote a blog called 21 Secrets Your 20s that took off and went viral, but it was based off of years and years of writing. So there was a lot of stuff there, but that was what finally got a publisher excited to take me on. So it wasn't with an agent, because a lot of times you do have to get an agent to help facilitate a book deal. But for me, my first three book deals were with no agent at all. It was just because I'd built enough momentum in an audience that a publisher then came to me and we were able to work it out.
0: Okay, so that sounds like another case of that, like overnight success, right? Like you wrote this blog post, it went viral, and you know, and you got to get a book. But really, you said there was years of research, there was a lot of effort before you figured that out, of just trying to get a book out there. So that's a really good example of everything that you were explaining before.
1: Yeah, and you know, and in, in in that article itself, I had all these links because every secret that I wrote in this Twenty One Secrets Your Twenties article was an article I'd already written that nobody had read. But I just put like the best piece of that article in this list because everybody loves lists. And um, because I had such a foundation built, I had the table built through years of struggle and failure. It's not that I wanted to build it that way, but that's yeah. what happened. But because it was there, there was so much uh, places for people to go to, for me to to contain an audience, not just have a viral spike and then have it go right back down to normal. Right. So that was really a game changing moment for me yeah, that took d- that took 10 years of me figuring it out along the way to get to that place.
0: Okay, so I have to ask, I'm pretty sure I know this list, but do you have one of these things on your list that you can share just now, just to give us a little little sneak peek of, of a well, list that already exists, but- <laughs> I,
1: I've said a few of them already, but right, um, yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say one, um, do you love other people from your insecurities or do you love other people from your strengths? And that was that's a little deeper to unpack, but i feel like a lot of us we we, uh, we love from our insecurities so it's really not a love that's a wow. uh, sacrificial love for somebody it's a love that's really needy and needs a lot um instead of loving from our strengths even our friends our family everybody loving from our our security so that we can love other people well and not feel like oh i i need to really kind of tear this person down or i need all this from this person to complete me so that that was a that was one of the secrets in this post you know is this kind of this random list of these things that I'm just like, here's my life truth. Here's the truth that I, I feel like we need to talk about.
0: Okay, whoa, that real, okay. How did you come up with that one? Cause that's very <laughs> profound.
1: The details of our day are trying to tell us a lot of things and um, we just don't listen to it, I think very much. Mm-hmm. And we have so much noise now and we fill every waking second with noise, with our phone, with some distraction. Mm-hmm that we really limit even the chance for us to have thoughts or breakthrough ideas. So that's kind of a bigger answer to that question is I just, you know, I don't even know. It's just all of a sudden these ideas come sometimes or I'm wrestling with something, or maybe I'm thinking about like a conversation I had with my wife and I'm thinking, man, what was my problem there? Like, I mean, I'm analyzing like what, what's wrong with me? You know, why, why, why was I doing that? Why was I saying that? And then I'm thinking, you know, it was really coming from my insecurity. It wasn't coming from my strength. So it probably came out of analyzing what's wrong with me. And that's probably where a lot of my secrets come from.
0: Is that your next book?
1: <laughs> what's, what's wrong with me? How did I get here? What's wrong with me? Slash...
0: Oh, yeah. who? I like this. Are we writing a book together?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, joint venture, I think.
0: Well, we already did the correct first step, right? We're, we're doing this podcast. We're building our community. There you
1: go. There we go. Doing the collaboration dance.
0: <laughs> well, that actually leads me to my next part, which is just what's next. So. What can people expect to come next to continue to grow with you?
1: Yeah, so I've started the All Grown Up podcast. I mean, that's fairly new for me. So I was blogging for a decade, and then I'm a podcast newbie. So I'm learning the new ropes as a podcaster, learning from people like yourself on how to do it.
0: Welcome to the community.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So again, All Grown Up, G-R-O-A-N, All Grown Up. And uh, in the podcast, I tackle a secret, a question, or a lie every episode. So that's what I do. Every episode, just one secret, one question, one lie. Fifteen minutes, quick. Just me right now talking, and uh, and that's at the episode. So that's the newest thing. And then my newest book is Twenty Five Lies. Twenty something's need to stop believing. So that just came out. But I really believe in it. You know, I can't I can't promote things I don't believe in. I'm not a good salesman in that way. Mm-hmm. So I really pour everything I have into, especially books. Um, I give it everything I have, and and I feel like there's a lot of truth in this book about lies. And that's really the goal is to get to truth and get away from these lies that are really pulling us down, keeping us stuck, but we don't realize it because the most dangerous lies are the ones that we're living as truth when it's actually a lie and we just don't know it.
0: Ooh, another Another deep moment, Paul.
1: Teaser. Teaser (laughs) moments. Teaser moments for the book. You know, you got to leave them wanting more, hopefully. Right. So that's the goal.
0: Right. That's the whole point of you coming
1: out. That's the goal.
0: I do have to agree with you on, um, you know, saying like, oh, like I I would be a really bad salesman. I I am the same way. I actually remember very vividly taking the uh, what is that test to see what your job should be?
1: Oh gosh, who knows? Oh, there's so God. many. Like, oh. I know there's like Myers Briggs Strengths Finder, but I don't think that's the one. No, you're it's like of. in
0: middle school, you take the the, <laughs> the test to see what your. Anyway, yeah, I I remember like it was like, do you have a piggy bank? And I was like, yeah. And so the result for me was salesman, and I got so oh, mad. Yeah. I was like, I need to do this over. I don't want to be a salesman <laughs> just because I keep my quarters. And uh, and now I you know I work in casting, and I was trying to think. Of like, okay, well, why aren't I a salesman? Because then I make like commission and like all this extra yeah. money doing kind of similar stuff, like reaching out to people, trying to sell them on being a sh- on a yeah. show. And then I realized, well, I love that I get to have this opportunity to put people on, you know, a big opportunity to be on a show, to have this once in a lifetime memory, not that I'm trying to sell them an object they might not need or, or service, yeah. whatever. And like, obviously there are plenty of products and things that are absolutely worth buying and worth investing and- that you can fall in love with, but I had that same thought. It's like you do need to love what it is that you're yeah. selling. Otherwise, circling back to what we talked about, happiness. Like you need to be happy with what it is you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I know this. Is, I mean, we're we're wrapping up, but this we're we have. I think we should go deeper here because Ooh, what it. you touched on is so important. Because I, I I don't think we realize that our values actually trump our strengths. So again, we might both have a, a strength in speaking or c- communicating, but actually our value which for maybe me and you both, Amanda, a value for like authenticity. For me, it's it's really important, like being authentic. So my value of authenticity actually trumps my strength. So it's no longer a strength if my value is not being met there. So I think a lot of us are anxious in our job or we feel like it's just not a good fit. And it's not a strength or skill set problem. It's a value problem. But we haven't identified what those values are and what's not being met. So maybe you have a value for family but you're spending 70 hours a week at your job and and you feel like there's a disconnect. Well, it's not a skill set problem. It's a value problem. So it's something to think about as we're again getting clarity about, okay, what, what is important to me? What are my have tos?
0: Should you be writing that down? Like, how do you, how do you figure that out?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think you should be writing it down. You know, I think, I think we'd be, it'd be so beneficial for us to write this stuff down. Again, if you have this clarity throughout the day, or even for somebody that's at your job uh, just like take a, Take a stock. Take analysis. Like do a audit of a couple days at your work, and even write that down. Like moments that you got really excited. Moments that you got really bummed. Moments you moments you got anxious. Like write it down and and then analyze. Okay, why was that? I got really excited about this because I love doing this part of my job, and I want to do more of that part. Yeah. Um, Or I got really anxious because you know I don't feel like I'm really good at that thing. Or, you know what? I had a value check. Like that felt. Unethical to me, and I didn't realize it at the moment. Like, there's so much happening that we don't we don't recognize it. And, and there's even studies that show that there's so much stuff, so much demanding things happening to us all the time right. that we don't really take a moment to just write it down and get that clarity, which I, would be hugely important for all of us as we're trying to figure out, okay, what what's next for me.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people that I look up to do a lot of journaling.
1: Well, and if, if you're looking for a place to start and not to self-promote, but my 101 <laughs> questions you need to ask in your 20s book, and let's be honest, your 30s too, like that's the whole point of the book is just to give some ideas of questions to ask yourself. Like uh, like I, I had uh, Seth Godin, who's a kind of a hero of mine. He's a best-selling author. I asked him, like, what's a question, Seth, that should go in this book? And he wrote me, um, what is fear holding you back from doing? Is it worth it? Ooh. And, and that was like a mind blowing question for me. Cause I was scared to ask Seth Godin this question. And it's like, he smelled my fear through the email. And I, and I've heard that a lot of the times, like what's fear holding you back from doing, but is it worth it? Like that really struck me. Like, of course it's not worth it. If we think about it, it's not worth it. And so even for us right now, like what is fear? What's fear been holding me back from stepping into right now? Well, that's a great question to think about and to, and to wrestle with. And then maybe we'll email the person that we were scared to email or go for that opportunity or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. I feel like Seth Godin should get a little confetti cannon sound as well.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten a lot of confetti cannons. There's been a lot of confetti cannons for oh, Seth Godin. If us. you haven't, he's written a uh, linchpin and tribes. He's written a lot of great books. If you haven't checked out Seth Godin, shout out to Seth Godin. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely a, a writing mentor, business guru mentor uh, in my life that I've never met. Just emailed uh, very afraid,, uh, <laughs> so that's day. our mentor mentee relationship is me being afraid every time I ask him a question. So.
0: but you're totally right about the fear. I mean i I was very nervous to start this podcast, and then when I did, you know, I don't really have specific goals of what I want to see come from this, but i've I've loved the people I've been meeting from it, what I've yeah. been learning and it just it's it's given me a lot of something to do during this pandemic, so it's yeah, been that's really really
1: valuable. Thing. And that's great. And I think we need to love the process of doing what we're doing more than we love the outcome. Yeah. And I so think we get obsessed with more. the outcomes. Yeah. Obsessed with the numbers, and oh, can I have something to brag about and share on social media to yes. make it look like I'm doing something amazing? But if you're not passionate about the process, as we all know, like if that's not what gets you excited, then it's you're gonna stop because totally. the outcome. Yeah. I, I have four books and I still feel insecure. You know, I still feel like there's more, like I still feel like I'm not this uber successful author. So the outcome piece will never quite be exactly what we thought it's supposed to be. Right. But I still do love the process of giving people hope and truth and writing and, and wrestling with ideas. And so I think that's like, you just talked about it, man, it was so perfect. Cause you just, you love the process. So it's not about some big, like I have to have this outcome. And if I don't, I'm a failure. It's like, no, I don't think that's what it's supposed to be about.
0: Yeah. I'd like to circle back to the part when you said I said something perfect. Um,
1: (laughs) There's been a lot of those. You could just put that line of me saying that and then just edit it throughout the (laughs) whole interview because it's true. You know, you could just every time. That's perfect, Amanda. That's perfect, (laughs) Amanda. Sorry, we've de- uh, I've derailed us. This is my fault. I've derailed no, us. No, i okay.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll bring us back. I'm the host here. <laughs> so I'll kind of touch on what's next, or at least what I hope it's, uh, is next for me yeah. with this podcast. So there are definitely some topics I definitely have been in conversations with, uh, but I need to give myself a break. So, uh, yes. and that's also, I think, probably, I'm sure that's in your books too, about taking breaks as mm-hmm. well. So some yeah. of the topics, just to, to tease them as well, um, I am going to cover cryptocurrency because boy, is nice. that blowing
1: up yeah Uh,
0: sustainability making it on Broadway since that's about to start coming back baking beer different uses uh, of different social media from people who are successful at them Uh, buying a car super excited about that one because I really want to do that so Uh, but I'm always welcome to suggestions for guests and for topics so if anybody wants to share them Paul is there any basic aspect of life that you just truly never understood
1: Oh, gosh. Cryptocurrency is one of them. Every time I read a description <laughs> of cryptocurrency, I think I understand less than I did before I read it. So maybe I'm going to listen to that one. And, and hopefully you will be able to figure it out for me. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, there were so many things I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it just so many tangible things. Uh, budgeting taxes. I mean, that's always a tricky one. Oh, i still don't really know my wife does our taxes let me be honest um so
0: <laughs> Confetti cannon kind, for your wife
1: <laughs> i'm I'm, candid, I'm kind of out of the loop on that one thankfully or we'd be in big trouble mm-hmm. those sound like great topics i think that's that's amazing i'm excited for this new season
0: oh thank you thank you well that is it for season two of how did i get this far thank you to all my guests for tuning out oh, thank you yes uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in thank you for leaving reviews if you have if you haven't um uh thank you in advance um thanks for commenting on the post, showing your support. I can't wait for the next milestone. I get to share with you all. And of course, thank you again, Paul, um for being a special guest. I really, really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you for having me on this milestone episode. We're going out with a bang.
0: Woo! Well,
1: <laughs>
0: that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan, here with Paul Engoni. Thanks for listening.